true story. I was talking to mom. I, I talked to mom about four times a week because, you know, I'm a mama's boy. And I always want to take care of mom and dad. Yeah. And she says, tell Tony he's not allowed to talk to talk about my <laughs> vagina anymore. Nixon Tire, we got you. Find out more about the Nixon Tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, the Nixon Tire Rodian MTX at NixonTireUSA.com. Nixon, Nixon, Nixon. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Jeep Talk Show, the official podcast of Toledo Jeep Fest. The Toledo Jeep Fest is coming up the weekend of August 12th. This is a great Jeep event that you don't want to miss. Go to ToledoJeepFest.com for more information. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wimby, there will be body damage. Jock. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. The Jeep Talk Show, the official Jeep podcast of Mr. Vanderquack. Quack. Keep listening. Really? <laughs> Keep listening for weekly updates about Mr. Vanderquack and Quack. his mission to help the children of St. Jude. Gosh. Go to MrVanderquack.com. That's, uh, that's MRVanderquack.com. <laughs> the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps or just entertain our own damn selves. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having uh, that unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or a daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, glad you are here, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got a fresh take on two new colors, the two newest colors that Jeep has just released, and it may piss some of you off. And what's one thing that Jeep can't climb? I'll give you a hint. It's big red, and it has a siren. Later in the show, we pop the hood and take a look at your water pump. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I hope you're listening on Fridays to my newbie nuggets section. Did you catch my three-part series on using a spotter? Lots of good tips and techniques you don't want to miss. And this is Chuck, and I've been cleaning my belly button as I listen to the show. <laughs> oh, oh I, I do that often for Lent. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm Tony, and I'm here just to keep uh, track of all the F-bombs that uh, Chuck drops so I can uh, bleep those out after the, during the editing of the show. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I've got way too vivid of an imagination for this show. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And Jeep on a yearly basis releases new color options, many of which are reserved exclusively for the Wrangler, and well, but sometimes the Gladiator too. Limited edition colors, specialty colors, and never before seen or heard of colors that could only come out of a Jeep paint booth. Tuscadero Pink and Gecko Green come to mind, just to name but a few. But for the 2023 model year, you can now have your choice of two new and very interestingly named colors. Red and slightly lighter red. (laughs) (laughs) Not only no, but hell no. The the first will fall fondly with any fan of Prince, or the artist formerly known as Prince. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the name is called Purple Rain, Ah. spelled with an E-I-G-N, as the royalty of this purple will (laughs) reign over the land. But no, the interwebs can't help their crappy playlist having selves, and everybody is falling all over themselves with the Prince references. 
I think the execs at Jeep saw this coming, and to avoid any issues with the former singer's estate, they opted for the royal spelling of, uh, of rain and not the meteorological spelling of rain. The color looks more like a stale purple drank or the backside of Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> yep, purple. It's definitely not Prince Purple, though, and that may be a topic for debate. Jeep says it will only offer a limited number, thank God, of 2023 Wranglers painted in Purple Rain. It's a $495 option that can be ordered now, but only through October of 2022. Now, the second and frankly more interesting to me color option for the 2023 model year is actually one that may give you a case of deja vu. And that's because this color previously appeared on one of Jeep's 2020 concept vehicles, the Jeep Gladiator Far Out overlanding concept was based on the Way Out concept that Jeep brought to the 2020 Easter Jeep Safari. The color had everybody talking as it's something never before seen as a factory offered production color. It's called Earl, and it's gray in color with an aquamarine tint to it, leading you to believe that there is a tie to the bergamot flavored tea of Earl Gray. Ooh. In any event, it costs $395 and can be ordered now through the entire model year. This color will not be as a limited option as that hideous purple but why why the price difference of a hundred dollars i think because the purple was um a lot more to uh to, to produce i i don't know a gray is an easier color there's a lot less sure. pigmentation in that color so um there, there's a lot less that goes into that paint job there's probably it's a, it's also a little bit more of a flat paint job uh meaning it's going to lay down easier it's not going to require um I guess as much of a buildup or or a specialty application like the purple probably does. Now I it almost seen looks like there's a pearl. It looks like there's a pearl to that purple too, based on the picture. Yeah, so. I, I was that's kind of where I was going with that as well. Um, now I haven't seen either of these color options in person. I've seen I've seen them in the catalog. I've seen them online, and I've seen them in pictures. They could look completely different in the sunlight. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, mm -hmm. You know how photographs oftentimes kind of leave a little bit to be desired. So, yep. um, nonetheless, purple isn't for everybody, uh, but it may be for some. This other color, however, I think perfectly suits the Gladiator, uh, me yeah. personally. It's, it looks it's very good on much, it. it. It does. It, it's, and there are colors that look good on Jeeps, and there's colors that don't look good on Jeeps. This is one of those colors that definitely fits the Gladiator. So, yep. uh, be that as it may, um, I'm, I'm sure this color may be available if you just want to purchase it outright to throw it on a Volkswagen or something. I, that's up entirely up to you. <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, uh, we have here Purple Rain and Earl Grey. Josh, do you have your internet up? Look up K-State Purple, because that's exactly what this ugly-ass purple Jeep looks like. <laughs> and I think oh they've done it in the past. Past. And I live right here next to Manhattan, Kansas, which is everyone bleeds purple, right? Oh my God, everyone bleeds purple. And I, I was getting my my civil engineering degree here, and what a terrible, terrible purple color it is. You're it, right. You can look it you're up. I mean, it's, Kansas it's State Wildcats. Yeah. No, you're yes, right. Wildcats. It's Kansas I mean, State Wildcats color. Uh, absolutely. You, you nailed it's it on the head, right? As hell. And then okay. So we're going to go down right here to this gladiator, and you've been in construction. That is the same opaque white that is primer when you paint the inside of a house. <laughs> I mean, that is the ugliest white I have seen in a long time. Wait, is like, it white or gray? What, I thought it was more like a gray. It's supposed, it's supposed to be like a light gray with a slight aquamarine tint to it. Um, you put all and, the fancy and, words God, you horrible. want to it, yeah. man. That's off-white. 
<laughs> it's not killed that is white. Primer. I'm sorry. Did primer. you say off white or awful white? Because I think awful white. Awful fits white. It. It's primer white. I think it's, Wendy's it's got it right. I, Wendy, one hundred percent. It's it's yeah. primer I'm, white. I'm going to rename it the primer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. The the gladiator is just a, a four door scrambler. I mean, I think we all agree to that. So it's mm-hmm. still okay, yeah. but it's off white. I mean, it's just primer white. Why is I guess Jeep my I guess my hat? eyes are tuned into the into the blue spectrum a little bit more. I'm picking up a, a lot on that aquamarine for me. Um, I'm but, seeing uh, a little bit of green to it. Yeah, I could I could see the the little bit I mean, of a seafoam green in there background. as well. well. Tiny tiny bit, but uh, you mostly. Uh, yeah. Actually, right. I'm having memories of the uh, the AMC Gremlin that I used to drive. <laughs> okay, so so what we have to say the listeners whoever buys this color. Even the purple one, we need some real live oh, photos. Yeah. yeah, some video too. Yeah, the video that can show Bring us the color. Yeah, and Manhattan, gonna, Kansas. Nobody's going to meet buy you this. there. We'll peel the shit out of it here on the ranch, and then we'll see what it looks like. <laughs> After because the primer, the primer underneath the paint is the same color as the paint. Oh, it's well, great. So you'll never scratch. That's right. It's going to be really great for rock crawling then. That's right. where I was going with this. I was like, yeah, you know, you, you can scratch the living piss out of this paint and it's and never going to show. care. <laughs> Which is what I love about a white Jeep, by the way, because you can't see that. So that's cool. And a black one. Because the first what? time you scratch it, it doesn't matter after that. It's completely yeah, I was going to say. This is true. <laughs> you can see swirls if you, if you don't use a baby's diaper on black. Yeah. Paint. Oh, my god. If you don't wash it right, you might as well just run it into a bus. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or a fire truck. Well, that's exactly what this guy did, actually. A Yorktown, Virginia man crashed into a fire truck while driving under the influence just before 1 a.m. on July 4th. A hell of a day to ring oh, in the no. ring in the holiday right yeah deputies responded to the area of george washington memorial highway and Gooseley road in reference to an accident involving a york county fire truck and a red jeep yeah that's right ah, it's not red, red. that's a uh, primer <laughs> according to the sheriff's report <laughs> deputies were finishing up working on a different crash in the area when the incident oh, occurred the red no. jeep grand cherokee cj had heavy damage to the front after it struck the fire truck at speed from behind Two firefighters who were in the fire truck at the time of the collision did suffer minor injuries. Severe I was going to say, though, they said, what was that? <laughs> severe <laughs> enough, though, uh, that during the crash, they had to be taken to a nearby hospital for treatment. Ooh. The 34-year-old driver of the Jeep was arrested and charged with DUI, misdemeanor reckless driving for conditions of the road, and refusal to submit a breath sample. Yeah, you're going away for a while, buddy. I'm sorry. Okay. Should with that uh, Jeep that way. I'm just glad it wasn't an XJ. You're here. Well, either way, if you've got a if you've got a news to a response to any one of our stories, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, you can do it by phone or by email. Any number of ways to interact, reach out to the show. Uh, how you can do that is by heading over to jeeptalkshow.com/contact, and uh, there you will find out all the different ways you can reach out and uh, and engage with us. Howdy, Jeeper! It's time for another update. Uh, our weekly update, actually, from uh, Lisa, uh, from Mr. Vanderquack, and uh, Lisa, you have a, a friend with you today. Hey, Tony, I certainly do. Thanks for having us back again this week. Um, I uh, We talked a little bit last week about what was going on with Junior and his mission and that we were getting ready for Jubilee Jeep Jam. And tonight I have with me Wesley Wright from Gulf Coast Jeep Events, and he is the one who put on the Jubilee Jeep Jam, and it was his first year, and I'd like you to 
I'd like to bring him on and, and share the excitement uh, around Mr. Vanderquag's mission and his why uh, behind Jubilee GTM and, and supporting Mr. Vanderquag. Wesley, are you with me, bud? I am. Thank you so much. The Jubilee GTM was a great success for a first-year event. We had uh, just a hair over 50 vendors. We pre-registered 648 Jeeps. Uh, we sold tickets tonight of the concert. We had a great time. We had Jeremy Rowe and his band. We had Tainted Lyric on stage. We had Brittany Grimes from American Idol. Um, we had a great time. All in all, it was all for a great cause. Again, you know, can't say about uh, enough about wanting to help out St. Jude's and Mr. Vanderquack. Uh, and, and that's where the net proceeds from this event went to. That is awesome. And I know that not everybody else is, has had the opportunity to follow along. Wesley, Go ahead and brag a little bit, buddy. How much money did you guys raise at Jubilee Jeep Camp for Mr. Vanderquack's mission at St. Jude? You know, after everything came in and we looked at everything, we looked at, you know, from Daytona up till now, what we've done to try to culminate, uh, to, to come up with a uh, just spectacular. We wanted to make the state goal of $5,000 per state. And I, I know that, you know, with him going through the states fast, it's hard to do that. So... With Jubilee GPM, I know the first day we had 1800 or so dollars pop in. Uh, the second day we had 2100 I believe, we popped in. Uh, and once the final toll is done, plus the 1800 before that, the 800 before that, you know, I, I think we're looking at all in for Gulf Coast Jeep events and Jubilee GPM in the state of Alabama uh, with a wonderful mission of over $10,000 for Mr. Vanderbilt. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I'll tell you, Wesley put his uh, heart and soul behind Mr. Vanderquack's mission. And um, I know that they helped out another charity uh, during that time, a local charity, uh, during the event, which was fantastic. And, and certainly the event was a huge blessing for them. Um, Wesley, share with everyone and the listeners uh, what got you involved in Mr. Vanderquack's mission and why is it so important to you? Cancer touches everybody in, in certain ways, in different ways. Um, you know, it was more than anything the children, um, listening to all the different stories. And I, I met with you and we talked, we met in Daytona, we talked, and all the different people. And last year, the mission was very help, heart touched. And it really, you know, when Senior went around, I really got involved in and kind of spearheaded. Um, and it's been important. And even more so, you know, children's cancer is just so important. And then, you know, here recently, a very, very close friend of mine, um, not a child, but a, a very close friend of mine uh, is now going through stage three cancer. Uh, so, uh, you know, near and dear, um, it, it, nobody needs to suffer. We can all do our part. And uh, Mr. Vanderquake Jr. is just such a great mission and it's such a great cause. You know, we are not done. We are going to push forward. Um, I think I was one of the first two clubs in America to sign up for the September 3rd Heroes Day. And we're going to pour our heart and soul into that as well. Well, Wesley, Absolutely. thank you so much. As a fellow uh, Mr. Vanderquack supporter, uh, I certainly appreciate all the efforts that you guys have uh, put into that. Oh, thank you, sir. We, we, uh, there, there's no thanks needed. We, like I said, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's for a great cause. Well, no, I appreciate the effort. I know it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Lisa, anything, uh, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, hey, just everyone, keep your eyes on September 3rd. It is going to be an amazing opportunity for individuals and clubs. Um, you do not have to be a part of a club to host a September 3rd Mr. V Hero event uh, in your hometown. The most important thing is that we can get as many Jeeps on the road that day 
as possible to show our support at St. Jude. And of course, that, you know, uh, minor $10 donation to St. Jude certainly will add up. So, Tony, keep heading on over to www.mrvanderquack.com, and they can always click that link at the top of the page as we are striving for a quarter of a million dollars this year. Yep. You don't have to be part of an event, a club, or anything to, to give to uh, St. Jude uh, through Mr. Vanderquack at any time. Like Lisa said, just go to mrvanderquack.com. Lisa, Wesley, thank you very much for our uh, weekly Mr. Vanderquack update. My pleasure, sir. Thank, thank you, you very buddy. much, Ms. Lisa. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And please tell your friends about the 4x4 Radio Network. In fact, uh, it's get the word's getting out, and it's the web's best and only spot that you can find all of the interweb's best off-road shows. Uh, we've got the On the Trail podcast. We've got the Center Steer podcast. We've got Trail Chasers. The Jeep Talk Show is there. Even the world-famous 4x4 podcast is there as well. Tons of great off-road shows. It's all for free as well. No pay-to-play, and it's all in one place. All you got to do is head over to 4x4radionetwork.com. That's the number four, the letter X, the number four, and radionetwork.com. The Jeep Talk Show, we'll see you there. And coming up in Tech Talk, everything you didn't know, you wanted to know... (laughs) (laughs) about water pumps. (laughs) Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. Sadly, there has been a mishap at the factory, and the USA flags with the Rat Bastard mascot are no longer available. So, hmm. uh, if you if Tragic you had ordered, if it was, uh, really <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so weird. All the little uh, red stripes and the white stripes were all torn from me from each one. And the the stars oh, were. <laughs> it was a really strange fire. Now it's supposed to. Be. but you can still go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and become a paid subscriber today like uh, mike zinn recently said uh being a hundred dollar subscriber uh is only like spending nine dollars a month for the show this show's worth nine dollars a month to you isn't it easily yes of course Uh, everybody's saying yes that isn't paying nine dollars a month (laughs) (laughs) It's so, $8.30. Oh, cool. Even uh, better. Technically. So yeah. you guys go over there and become paid subscribers. It helps us do more things for you, the listener. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Deep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Now, Josh, I'm going to ask this for Chuck, because I, I know he's too timid to ask this. Can it does you, not no, come in red. Can, can you use this to store beer? <laughs> the answer you'd have, is to, yes. you'd have to have an engineering degree but yes, yes. <laughs> well i'm pretty close <laughs> now if we you do any off-road window shopping you've undoubtedly seen various off-road jacks specifically designed to work on the trail and in the worst of conditions we're all familiar with the high lift style of farm jack that's been around for a hundred years functional sure absolutely but a little awkward and unsafe if not used properly But I suppose the same could be said for any jack. But the risk factor is always higher when using that type of device to lift a vehicle off-road. 
Those incredible aluminum off-road floor jacks are super cool and very effective, but also very expensive. And we're talking over $500 knocking on the door of six to be expensive. Not to mention, they're the same size as a floor jack and still weigh over 50 pounds. Yeah. No thanks. I'm not spending that kind of money or carrying that kind of weight around. Hell, even a 60-inch high lift only weighs 30 pounds. Besides, those super expensive off-road floor jacks can only give you like 15 inches of lift. Bottle jacks are pretty cool too, and they can lift an incredible amount of weight, but they take forever to set up and use, and they don't work in every situation. Not to mention the off-road specific ones are still in excess of over $300 and will still have a kit weight of over 25 pounds. So why not spend a little bit more than a high lift, which I say you should still have if for nothing else but as backup, and get yourself an air jack. But I don't have onboard air, you might say. Well, no problem, I say, because this system is designed to work using compressed air or a vehicle's exhaust. The lifting capacity of this air jack is over 4 tons, 8,800 pounds wow. to be exact. It can lift all that weight to an incredible 31 and a half inch height without any other equipment in mere seconds. It's designed wow. for the rigors of off-road, extreme off-road use as well. Super durable construction. The jack is made from sturdy 1,000 denier nylon, industrial-grade strength, high-strength polyester fiber, coated both sides with an environmentally friendly, tear-resistant PVC material. The kit comes with everything you need, including a repair kit for the jack itself, should you ever need one. There's an, an included carrying bag that everything fits into as well, and don't worry about overpressurizing or hurting the Jeep's valve train either. This system is designed for very easy use, and the process is quick and requires much less labor, well, than pretty much any traditional jack. The best part? With everything in the bag, all the accessories, hose, and everything, it only weighs 9 pounds. Wow. Super light compared to any other jack that you may have. You want to lighten the load, free up some space, and have the most functional, versatile, and safe jack this side of a high lift? Get the Air Jack. I like this. Okay. So, 130 so the, bucks the delivered generic, to your door. The farm generic mind of mine, right? Because, mm -hmm. let, let's just be honest. You're going to lift a cow with this, how, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> how do you? How do you come exhaust? Like, okay, so it's supposed to run off the exhaust, but how do you compress exhaust air like you, there has to be something well, it gets that's compressed when it goes in the thing right you, you don't you don't because there is no yeah. compression there's there's only inflation so you're 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 confusing compression yeah. with inflation well you you actually have to so is brandon uh, that i don't know i mean that that's a little odd to me because i mean if you just so you can blow into it with your mouth and it's supposed to pick your car up eighty eight hundred pounds no, well, no. I guarantee you the, the PSI coming out of your tailpipe is uh, a lot more than whatever your mouth can produce. Uh, so I have Wait a question. A <laughs> I, I have a question. By all so means. Yeah. Is there, so let me think, I got two questions, but let me see if I can work through this. Mm -hmm. So using the exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you use the exhaust, is it uh, like a pipe or a tube that fits on the exhaust and completely covers it, and then it just condenses into that, and then you're just running the vehicle, and that exhaust is filling up this. Yeah. So, so imagine yeah. imagine a small fire hose, and it looks exactly like one. It's a it's a it's a like a denier nylon braided hose, just like a fire okay. hose, and except it has a very large funnel at one end. Okay. And that funnel goes over your tailpipe. 
and you sort Got of it. hold it onto the tailpipe as the engine is running, and the other end of the hose is connected to this large cylindrical-like bag, if you will, that inflates okay. up and can lift the vehicle up um, up to 31 and a half inches, if you will. Okay, so the second question, if you didn't want to do that and you have an air compressor that you're using to fill up your tires, would that work? And then does yes. this come with some way to convert those? Because obviously yes. the so, compressor end so, has a different connector. Right, so the, there's a fill port that, that you, you basically screw into the bag or, or mount into the bag, and, and there's either one or the other. One is for um, the exhaust hose, and one has a Schrader valve on it that Got you it. can then use like you would be pumping up anything like a tire or something like that. So, Perfect. yeah, in other words, it works with any air chuck. So, yeah, I mean, two different ways to fill this huh. thing up. It comes with <laughs> everything that you need in order to do that with. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it has the capacity of lifting 8,800 pounds. It's amazing. Have you yeah, really uh, cool. used it? I Go personally ahead. have only seen these being used. Now, these were developed in Australia, like, I don't know, decades ago. Um, and they've only recently been coming over here to the United States available for the public. They have been available for, for EMS for, for a number of years, um, but they've only recently been available for the general public um, because of, I don't know, reasons. Um, so these are tried and true, <laughs> just not here on this continent. Now, as have we all know, the Aussies are are really hardcore with Wheeland down there, even though they have a lot more restrictions, uh, vehicle restrictions than we do up here in the states. But nonetheless, Wheeling is very much a an active sport down there um, in, in Australia, uh, even more so than I would say than it is up here. Have you seen them being used with the exhaust? That's the only thing that I have an issue with, with, because the exhaust, you have to actually compress the air to have enough weight distribution to be able to pick up that 88 pounds. So that's the only thing, the hiccup that I have in that, and will it pick up a rusty asshole Jeep, because I would like one. Well, let me ask you this, Chuck. Do you think that an air compressor would put out more gas than a running engine? Because I, I get the feeling that the, the running engine, that air oh, pump that is an engine, is going to be putting out a lot more uh, gas oh, exhaust than a, a, an air compressor. Oh. An no, internal no, combustion engine is an air compressor. Ah, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. For all intents and purposes, yeah, maybe, maybe an, I'm an internal combustion off. engine is an air compressor. Yeah. You, it, it, it yeah, sucks actually, air in. I mean, if you ever held, your, ever, ever held ah, your hand... Ah, over over the throttle body or, or you know the intake of of, yes. of, a, of a jeep running it's going to suck your hand it's down and it's going to be hard you know to pull it off i think so there's I a, think a, you a would massive be amount of air coming i think you'd be sitting there a long time with an air compressor a lot longer than you would just be using the exhaust off your huge air compressor you know well uh, tony you're you're, you you're right unless you have an, like an air tank because um, mm -hmm. a compressor is only going to put out so many CFM. Oh yeah, no, but not a tank no, has that a compressed has that air tank, sure. Volume. But right. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, and especially if you rev it up to five thousand RPMs, you should really fill it up quick. <laughs> you, you know what? You guys are one hundred percent right because you can actually find the old four-cylinder go, go Devil engine, right? Which is what is in the flat fenders, and mm -hmm. a lot of them are converted where two cylinders run on gas and the other two cylinders are an air compressor. Oh, gosh. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That's amazing. You guys are right. This thing is 
freaking cool. Oh, I expect. And I was very not. skeptical when Josh, when you, when you were saying this, I was like, oh, horseshit. This is internet crap. <laughs> no, these have been around for years. I think it's a brilliant idea. Tell us what you really think, Chuck. Yeah, don't hold back. You don't want to get I don't know any other way to live. I right? do I mean, my I just research. Give me some credit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, God damn it, Josh. Get out there with your Jeep, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, this is, this is 100%. I remember when it was me. You were freaking right. This thing is bitching. I oh. want one now. It's so funny, Josh. You remember when it was me? People telling Tony to just uh, get out there and wheel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Josh. I mean, hell, I shook your hand and we drank beers down in, in Texas. Oh, hell, Good God. We're like fam- brothers family, now. Brother. Yeah, just, just so you know, <laughs> yeah. Josh was telling me back at the, uh, the, the, the little hotel thing there that he just, you seemed to hold his hand a little too long. But <laughs> So you might want to. Well, I mean, he was almost up to my chin. I mean, there's a tall guy right there. Like, hey, you got to like rub up next to a dude like that, you know? Oh, dear. All right, Keeper, now you must have an air jack for your own repair or recovery kit. We're going to make it easy for you. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for episode 643. We'll get you all hooked up. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And you guys talked about doing the pedal dance on a manual transmission to get your vehicle rolling in a inclined situation. Now, I was always taught to uh, let the clutch out just a little bit to kind of hold it in place and then stomp on the gas and go. But my preferred method is to just let the vehicle roll back into the car behind you and just let that hold you in place, and then you can just drive off as normal as possible. Perfect. Usually with the police following closely behind. And remember, if your brakes don't stop you, something else will. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that. Wendy, my lovely wife, not the lovely co-host, although the lovely co-host could be my wife, my wife could be the lovely co-host. I'm not picky about who puts the pizza rolls in the oven. Uh, she woke me up the other night telling me I was snoring. Yeah, she was really annoyed. No, not of my snoring. is because I was driving. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. This stuff is gold. Oh, Nikki G's back, man. It's funny because uh, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys, does the same Wendy thing whenever he's, uh, when he's talking stuff because mm-hmm. it's so funny because he's married to a Wendy. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Love that. Jeez. You got tech questions? Oh, boy, do I ever. We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Now, there are many different components to a Jeep's cooling system, something this show has talked about in quite a bit of detail over the years, nearly ad nauseum. Now, I've even gone over tips and tricks to get the most out of your cooling system, but the one thing that I've never done a deep dive into is the heart of any Jeep's cooling system, and that's the water pump. Every Jeep has one, all the way back to the 1940s. The purpose of the water pump is, well, pretty much always the same, no matter what model Jeep you drive. It's very, it very much acts like the heart does in our own circulatory system, as it pumps fluid, coolant or antifreeze in this case, to and from the engine and radiator, keeping your Jeep running smoothly and running at a consistent t- operating temperature. Now, despite the importance of a water pump, they don't last forever. And in fact, the environment that a water pump has to work in is about as extreme as it gets. Bolted onto the face of the engine, spinning at high RPMs all the time, plus the heat and all the chemicals in the coolant itself, all lead to an environment that degrades a water pump's efficiency over time. 
Add to that things like air seeping through a defective pressure valve on the radiator cap, non-compatible or dirty engine coolant, mineral buildup, and even age can all corrode your Jeep's water pump. So how does one know if the water pump is bad or failing? Well, generally, water pumps will let you know that they're on their last leg in a number of different ways, and I'll teach you how to spot them all. Actually, here's a fact you may not know. All water pumps actually have a built-in feature to let you know when one part of them is about to go out. It's called a weep hole. And no, it has nothing to do with some damn safe space you can go crawl into and cry in. A weep hole is a small <laughs> a, a weep hole is a small hole on the bottom of the water pump. And why would a water pump have a hole in it? Well, its main purpose is to warn you when the pump seals are about to fail. Automotive water pumps have only uh, only have coolant seals as the bearing is permanently sealed and self-lubricated. If you suddenly start seeing a small puddle of coolant under your Jeep after it's parked or you smell coolant at any time, well, this is one of the first places you're going to want to check, along with a good visual inspection of all your hoses, of course. As the internal seals of the pump start to fail, coolant will weep out of that hole. And at first, it may be just a drop here and there, but as things get worse, it will start to come out more and more. Of course, if the pump itself is leaking from other places other than the weep hole, well, then that too is a clear sign that it's time to replace the pump. The coolant that is stored inside the water pump after you shut the engine off uses a series of gaskets and seals to keep it there. And once those parts start to wear out, loosen, or crack, well, you're going to end up with radiator fluid leaking out of the front of your Jeep. A water pump leaking coolant isn't the only way you can tell that your water pump is going out. Other signs may be audible, like whining or squealing noises. The water pump uses a pulley and a belt in its operation, and if this pulley is too loose, it will make a whining sound that some describe as a harmonic buzzing. This noise is also caused by worn bearings inside the water pump's motor. Either way, time for a replacement. There could be sign there could now there could be a sign from inside the Jeep as well, such as a check gauges light or a, a warning light uh, or warning chime that lets you know that your Jeep is overheating. A dead or dying water pump won't circulate water or, or coolant through your vehicle's engine and radiator, and as a result of this, the engine will overheat. And at a certain temperature, usually around 250 degrees or so, the computer tries to let you know that something's wrong by illuminating a light in the instrument cluster or chiming an alarm of some kind to let you know that things are getting too hot. In older Jeeps, well, you're just going to see a lot of steam from under the hood. The hotter the engine gets, the greater the chance of serious damage, including a cracked head, engine block, or damage to the cylinders, pistons, and head gasket. Do not drive your Jeep at all if it's running too hot and or if you see steam coming out from underneath the hood. Immediately pull over, shut the engine off, and pop the hood to help the Jeep cool down faster. Now, the average lifespan of a water pump in a Jeep is around 60,000 to 90,000 miles. The cost to have someone replace a water pump for you can vary quite a bit. The more your engine has to be disassembled to access the water pump, the higher the labor cost is going to be. Taking all these things into consideration, you can expect to pay anywhere from about 375 to up to about 800 bucks, including parts and labor. The average cost of doing it yourself runs, well, the cost of the part itself, and that's on average between $60 and $200, depending on the year, make, model, and how high a performance you're trying to get out of that pump. Now, obviously, there will be some coolant that you're going to have to catch and replace in the process, and this can add anywhere from about $40 to $100 or more, depending on how much uh, you have to replace and what you end up replacing it with. The process in most cases can be done in a day with a basic set of hand tools. One note of warning here though, since Jeep water pumps are belt driven, having a very long pry bar or a serpentine belt tool will help with removing the belt from the water pump pulley. As we hear reports from across the nation as of heat waves and triple digit summer days, now is the best time to make sure that your Jeep's water pump is in good condition. I ruined a water pump one time because I got so damn 
pissed off at the XJ replacing the water pump and I could never could get the belt tightened properly. You turned on the air conditioner, especially like first thing in the morning when it was cool out, or cooler outside, and that belt would squeak because it would be slipping on the uh, the compressor oh. pulley. Don't you have a serpentine? Don't you have a serpentine on that? Yeah, and uh, I, I I dug around and dug around. I actually I broke a, a a water pump one time because I just tightened the hell out of it. Uh, you oh. could, you couldn't just do the the thumb method, you know, where you actually pressed your your finger on the belt to see how tight it was, because when it seemed like it was tight, it would slip. So uh, anyway, that was my first time that I had to have it towed home uh, on a flatbed. Uh, but uh, after that, I did some research and I found a a, a fifteen dollar uh, what I called a graduated thumb because it basically did the same thing your thumb did, except it had like a little lever on it, and whenever you pressed it, it told you what the the tightness of the belt was. Worked perfectly. And uh, I was then mm-hmm. able to tighten up the, the serpentine belt and uh, make sure that it was tight enough not to slip, but not too tight where it would uh, tear up the, the water pump uh, by putting too much pressure on it. And uh, yeah, I, I actually bought a couple of them because uh, I misplaced the first one. And it, hmm. it, 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 it's like, you remember the things from Halloween that you would click? Josh, I think you know about this, this thing, don't you, that I'm talking about? Well, I was always going by the rule of thumb that it's, it's usually about a half inch of deflection uh, and no more. Uh, for for a, a serpentine belt, I know there's an a, there's an actual formula which is like one thirty second of an inch for every inch of span between the the longest distance between two pulleys. Just a um, and that's that's the point of deflection uh, right in the middle of that. I mean, there 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 is math to all of this, and there is a, a right way to yeah. do it. Um, and and that, that's kind of what I what I go off of, and and it, usually that that ends up being right around or slightly under a half inch of deflection at the longest point in the middle if you press down on the uh, uh, on the middle section of that of that belt right there. So uh, I think a half um, inch on an XJ is way too much because that sounds like what I was doing before I got the little tool. I'll have to find mm-hmm. that little tool and uh, put yeah, it up in the show notes. Yeah, I'm curious to see what you got. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it just, you, it, it has like a clicker thing on it. You, you push the little lever thing down and then it's got like a rubber band uh, thing on top of it. it. It's like a 50 cent look looking little kid's toy. And you put you it didn't on. get it out of gumball machine. And you, you put, I had to get it a special ordered from O'Reilly's the first time I got it. And, and you press down on the belt like you would your thumb. Oh, I found it. It's a, a gate belt tension, tensioning tester. And it's uh, 1477 from, uh, Amazon. Gates 91107 uh, Crikit V-Belt Tensioning Gauge. Really official sounding. I've never seen one of these before. That is weird. Isn't it? I thought I told you about this a long time ago in one of the early episodes. Yeah, maybe you did, and I didn't pay attention. I've never so, heard so when you when you, when you press on it, uh, it uh, you see that little uh, lever there in the middle? It, yeah, where where it, where it is whenever the thing pops, when you put enough pressure on the thing for it to pop, uh, you look at that, see where it's crossing, what l- the lines are. I usually do a, a 110 uh, uh, p- uh, pounds per square inch or whatever that 100 is. So I usually do 110. So that one's like about 50 or lower. Uh, you see where it, where it crosses the the gauge there on the the, the well. So graduations. this says this says Gates V belt tension gauge. And a V belt is different than a V belt is way different. Yeah. It, so you're using you're using it, the right tool and in I the wrong changed. application. It works. I've used this many times. I, I can tell you this. I have changed hundreds of water pumps on my rigs. Back in high school, we used to do bumper to bumper truck pushes, 
and we would just get out there with our Chevys and our Jeeps and our Fords, and we would go bumper to bumper in the school parking lot and just smoke the tires from here to Hades. And then I would blow my water pumps all the time because I had a 454 in my truck, and by God, I wasn't going to go. lose. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and I would blow water pumps, and in the school parking lot, we would yank them water pumps out and change them, and we would use our thumb, tighten them suckers oh, all yeah, the way. Absolutely. And that's and what I did on my Chevy you know engines. Next, you bet. But not on the not on you the bet. XJ, not on the 4.0. Uh, and it's yeah, one of the things I really liked about the uh, the TJ. It has a little uh, tension uh, thing that you just put a, a half inch uh, uh, like pry uh, ratchet bar or something in there, and you push that, and it loosens up the belt. So there's no tightening, untightening. It, it does it automatically. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Makes it very yeah. handy. But yeah, the Gates uh, V belt thing, and and you guys maybe be a hundred percent right. Maybe it's the wrong tool, but it works. Hmm. Never had another issue. Say- Josh, that was Josh. That was not me. <laughs> Just gonna say it out loud right now. The right tool for the right job. That's what I always say. But uh, hey, you know, if you can use a, a flathead screwdriver to get a Phillips uh, out of oh, there, no, a butter knife is great as a screwdriver. Yes. Hit it with a hammer. Well, Jeeper, if you have anything to add to this Tech Talk or any other, maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, something that you're stuck on on your own build or just something that ain't quite adding up, by all means, jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Send us a message and let us know what you're, uh, what you're stuck on, what you're thinking about. Who knows? The next Tech Talk may be something related to your Jeep. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob from Antonio, Texas. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Yoo-hoo. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is SJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jake the Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, it's XJ, Jake calling. This is John, Free Runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an anal probe restraint system. No! No. No, that's not right. We love our listeners. It's never right. <clears throat> so, uh, coming up this week, uh, this Thursday, actually, uh, Matt. Now, I, I I heard a pronunciation online. I had to look this up. And okay. It was like Gates or something like that. Or uh, Gaitis. Oh, no. I, come on. You went this, like, go with sure. the first one like you're sure. <laughs> like, well, because I listened to it, but it was like right in the middle of the show, and and uh, and I was trying to play it for you guys, but it uh, it all just didn't it didn't work out. So uh, I, I'm gonna fix it. Matt G from Camp Freedom. There you will, go. Perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect. Will be with us this coming Matt Thursday. Freedom, isn't it? <laughs> our, our interview episode. <laughs> Hey, and speaking of interviews and what we have coming up here on the show, if you want to know what's happening behind the scenes with the Jeep Talk Show, what we're giving away, when, who we're talking to, all that good stuff, you've got to sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. It comes directly from Jeep Talk Show. No third party, no spam, none of that stuff, kind of stuff. We're not going to sell your information, none of that stuff. All you have to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. There you will find a link to click and sign up for our newsletter, and you're going to get that one email a week, and trust me, you're not going to regret it. 
Don't worry, it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. But if you want to get in on our Tuesday roundtables, you want to get in on our next giveaway, you've got to get in on the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. JeepTalkShow.com slash contact. Head there today. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper. Until our next show, be sure to write or call into the show with suggestions for guest interviews, tech talk topics, or just to say hi. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Wait a minute. You know, the I- show's over. I'm <laughs> <laughs> cleaning the belly button. <laughs> when it starts turning red, that's where you've gone too deep. Damn it, Josh. Say your thing. <laughs> I don't always roll a joint. But when I do, it's my ankle every goddamn time. Ugh. Podcasting since 2010. Maybe I should have said that like a stoner. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. always pull a joint, bro. You should have. What I do is my ankle like every time. Yes, you should. Bummer, should've. dude. <laughs> and I and I hope you guys know this is so good for my soul. Thank you very much for letting me be a part of your show. Like this is so freaking cool for me. <laughs> I, I and what, Tony knows this. Josh, Wendy, you don't. I actually, Tony has been sending me like um, just naked, naked texting photos. links. <laughs> no, no oh, good. Jesus, no. Texting <laughs> links, and I've been sending it to my mom. Just endlessly. Yeah, no, no, no pictures of hot dogs. But uh, my dad, who's in the in the last final stages of cancer, and of course you guys know my, my history. My dad is the one who taught yep. me. He listens to this stuff. Oh. And it is. I hope he gets a laugh. Huge. I honestly hope we can give him uh, a little bit of a, a, of a bright so, day, a little bit of sunshine. So this true, little chuckle. True story, True story. I was talking to mom. I, I talk to mom about four times a week because, you know, I'm a mama's boy. And I always want to take care of mom and dad because I'm that son. Right. Yeah. And she says, tell Tony he's not allowed to talk to talk about my <laughs> vagina anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, she's laughing and you can hear dad in the background, you know, because I mean, the last, you know, Chuck, you know, jeeped out of the vagina, you know, all this stuff. But dad and mom actually are getting a relief from dad's cancer listening to this show oh, just take man. that take that to that, bed with that, you tonight okay. you that made is amazing my, seriously that 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 is just incredible wow. for, i i i come that from is, a, a small family that uh has grown even smaller over the years uh strictly for from the big c um i lost right. uh, uh my mom's a three-time cancer survivor uh, uh, my, I lost my dad and both grandparents, all my aunts and uncles, all the cancer. Um, and, and so it's like any damn time I'm, I'm waiting for, for my diagnosis, but, uh, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it, it's, it's something that, that I'm m- more than a little familiar with in, in both how it affects the individual and, and the family. Um, and, and so when, when I say that I, I genuinely and sincerely hope that this brings a little bit of enjoyment to, uh, to your family, it, it comes from not only a a a a point of of being genuine, um, but but also from from somebody who's speaking from experience and and knowing what uh, even the slightest little bit of distraction can bring. Hmm. Yeah, and that that's why I'm 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 naturally a smart ass, but I'm doing stuff because I know mom and dad are going to hear it, and mm. I and I know that they're gonna they're gonna go that son of a bitch, you know, because that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just being fucking smart ass son. 
Yeah, look yeah, at me now. They're right? good so, with a twinkle in the eye and a little bit of a curl <laughs> in the lip, you know. Exactly. <laughs> like that motherfucker has done it, you know. <laughs> so just uh, just awesome. know that that you know, mom and dad, they're second generation Jeepers, right? Think of that. Dad's seventy five years old. He's second generation Jeeper. Wow. And they're listening to the Jeep talk show for the first time last week. I think Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, but last week's the first time I sent it to him. It's the first yeah. time they've actually actively started listening. Of course, I forced them to listen to it while they were here at the ranch uh, this last summer or this summer. And of course, Dad was like, "I don't fucking care about this stuff." <laughs> and now they're they're they look forward to it. Oh, right. Oh, that's so great. this is that's old, old old school Jeepers that are giggling and getting relief from <laughs> imminent death. So, I like it. There you go. I love this. I absolutely love this. I, that, excellent. That seriously, and that, made my week. Made my week, Chuck. Thank you for that. And, and, and the last show, I can tell you, Dad is a Vietnam vet. Got all my family, we've all been combat veterans. Dad is a Vietnam vet, right? So he is going to hear us talk about old glory. I guarantee you, that dad will cry. Guarantee Aww. you. 